The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the market to build them. I'm your host and founder, Scott Harkey at the Harkey Group. And today we're going to hear about some of the tactics used to pull off hugely successful marketing campaign from a household name. Joining us is Nick Drabicki, who is the Senior and GM of Client Services at January Digital, which is a digital media leadership agency that partners with clients to solve business challenges through media analytics and strategic consulting. All right. Yesterday, Nick and I talked about Carhartt's SnapLed brand lift. And today we're going to continue the conversation and discuss the importance of out-of-home. Uh, nothing more closer than my heart than out-of-home advertising. And I love a digital guy, Nick Drabicki, the senior VP and GM at Client Services at January Digital, is going to talk about out-of-home. Even a digital guy is saying it. I love it. Thanks for coming back on, Nick. Yeah, I love out-of-home. I, I think you mentioned it yesterday. I think it's a medium that is making a comeback. I think it's so simple in its own format. But because I'm such a creative junkie, even though I was never a copywriter or a videographer or an editor or any of that, I believe that it is one of the most impactful formats that still exists today. When done right, placed correctly, right creative, it will drive so much more value for your brand than almost any other form of medium. I, I see it time and time again. We've had a couple of clients in the pet care space who basically positioned vinyl out of home pretty much anywhere they have a store location and, and forcing people to, or not forcing, but urging people to come in. We use digital out of home, which kind of is a combination of what you'd expect from out of home, but also with digital data overlays. So it continues to get more interesting. And I think you mentioned 4% of the, of the budget. We're seeing it grow in the right situations in some cases to 10 to 20% of the budget because it is it proves to be so effective. Absolutely. Man, I have so many comments in it. And full disclosure, before I got in the agency business 15 years ago, I worked for CBS and I, I was in the media business for five or six years, six years, I think. Before that, right after that, I, I ran a billboard company for a couple of years before my ad agency. And I've owned billboard assets for the last 20 years, sold, bought, managed. We're scaling our, our billboard company again, Harky Media. And again, I'm not here to you know plug Harky Media and buy billboards. But it is a medium I, I do love, and I think it can be very effective. And the couple of case studies that I use is Geico at its height was spending about a billion dollars back before anyone was spending a billion dollars in, in media. And you saw them doing billboards. And it, it was a great media multiplier for the cheapest cost per thousand. As we're getting overloaded with Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and just 
shit everywhere. I do think it's... I think it's called X now. Uh, yeah, X, X now. yeah, XXX. We could get into that <laughs> rebrand if we wanted. And I'm you know, not a total Elon hater either, but man, that, that rebrand is super interesting. But yeah, I do think either brands using it as a media multiplier or brands going all in. I mean, I had... Jason Richardson from Bad Birdies. And I'm, I'm freaking watching the Jake Paul, we'll, we'll say fake Paul fight the other day. And, you know, Homeboy has like a Bad Birdie hat on, which was kind of fascinating. My boy's like so aggressive. I love it. Shout out to Bad Birdies. Really cool golf brand. He was using it. He's like, oh, I bought a, a billboard at the entrance of the Bastards and I stole this thing. And he's doing these billboards. And I agree with you. But my biggest thing, and this is for creatives listening to the show where people managing creative teams, I've pissed off more creatives over billboard creatives. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm a psychopath about it. Like print it out, put it on the wall, go 10 feet back. Like it's the most screwed up, creative, executed medium in our business. Like when people are designing like a banner ad and then it goes on the billboard and it just looks like shit and you can't read the, the readability. I think people mess up a lot. And the lack of measurement in a multi-point attribution world that we still think we can measure everything, which is complete bullshit. I think people struggle with it from a measurement standpoint, but how do people get it right? And where are people getting it wrong in your opinion? I believe some of the most memorable campaigns in my brain actually came from out-of-home placements. Mm. Netflix is a joke comes to mind. Yep. You remember those? It was simple. White background, black text, Netflix's joke. If you guys recall, that was for them to launch their comedy series. You know, they had the frequency they had to spend. Obviously, they were everywhere while posting big vinyls, digital home. But it was like a thumbs up. Yeah. Because you just recall it. You just think of it. One of the brands that I worked on in, the, in, in London was British Airways. And we had a couple digital out-of-home placements in Piccadilly Circus, which is basically their equivalent to Times Square. And they had a technology for British Airways that uh, anytime a, a plane flew over, a little boy would get up and would point to the, the plane. And it would actually read out where that plane was going because they could use the technology to read it. That garnered more press, more PR, more organic, more free advertising than anything a paid placement could do. So I think to answer your question head on, I would say for me, the focus has got to be on the creative itself being clever enough and not trying to over-orchestrate it. Again, the Netflix piece was wildly simple. Mm. But I also think placement. You, you, you've got to have enough placement. You have to have enough of the virtual, digital, and physical screens to really hit. I, I'm sure. a big fan of wild postings too, especially in major metropolitan areas. Oh, yeah. you, hit the right, you, you hit the right foot traffic, you're going to get more reach there and frequency there than you possibly fit anywhere else. And it's got to be eye-catching. If you can catch that eye, honestly, it works more times than not if you get that kind of recipe right. I, I do think it's a way to be culturally relevant if executed right and talked about to your Netflix point. I saw the British Airways creative you're talking about. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> it's one of my favorite campaigns of all time. I mean, you're seeing a lot of Nike digital displays right now on buildings that look 3D. LG's coming out with some pretty insane technology. I, I, I love the wallscape kind of stuff because it makes you part of the vibrancy of a city or even digital bulletins on freeways, especially for highly traffic kind of commuter cities like Phoenix, LA, Seattle, others. Yeah, I mean, man, I, I, could, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think it's the 42nd eight. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's the 42nd eight in New York where it's got two giant three to four story digital billboards side by side that you can interplay off one another. And so for a, for a creative, that's like a, it's a dream. You can, oh. you can make it as clever as you want to and have the two screens work against one another. Those are, those are popping up everywhere too. And again, huge fan allows for some creativity versus just the still. So a little bit about kind of bringing together the digital and the physical. Absolutely. But again, people that treat that medium like a digital ad is, I think, a big mistake. 
I'll give you another example, not just from the creative example, but from a, a media execution example. Now we have all these ways like Blip and other ways to buy digital inventory. Dude, it's so much more expensive. You're dealing with three, four middlemen. I, I love Blip and some of these other DSPs that are coming out for, for billboards, but go direct and, and or work with some billboard buying agencies. There's some really good ones out there. Billups, I know I've used in the past. We, we certainly buy billboards and, and there's other really great media companies that have direct relationships. You don't need to buy digital billboards through a digital DSP yet. It's not there yet. So just a little side note there, it is something that I care about. Yeah, my hunch on that one, the digital DSPs, it's more, it's more uh, of a cost savings exercise versus effectiveness. And so I always try to weigh, like, if I have a client or a brand who's pr- pushing on lowering effective cost, yeah. I really want to get to the root of why yeah. the question is, yes. that question is being asked versus just taking it for face value because you can really sacrifice a lot of impact by, by trying to go cheap. Yeah, and I love what you said too about directionals. I, I love directionals. I think where billboards get screwed up is is smaller brands that don't have a name brand or any brand and they're starting fresh and they're throwing up billboards and, and there's just not the recall rate. I think that is tough. But in most other cases, I think you could make a strong case for billboards in the mix more. Man, maybe maybe I, I think we've hammered billboard, <laughs> billboards. I, I could talk forever about billboards, but... Maybe people don't want to hear about I love it. billboards forever, but maybe some other insights over the years you've learned in, in your position that you want to leave to some of our brand marketers. Well, the other, the other thing, not to make it about format, but the other thing that we're seeing a massive resurgence on right now is also direct mail, Yeah, which I, I've never been like, it, it can flood your, it can flood your mailbox. So again, I'm not saying everyone you know, throw all your budgets in there, but we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence of, there's a couple of chosen vendors out there that help us execute that. It is like bringing together using digital website data, CRM data, yep. and using that to then ship out direct mail with a promotion or something that something of that, you know, something easy as that. That's popping up too. Yeah. And really and truly, I think the root cause of why there's kind of a flattening of the curve here is not to make it about twenty one and twenty and twenty one or twenty twenty to twenty two or the COVID years, but it that inflated costs yeah. like you would not believe when it comes to digital. And so it ended up becoming cost prohibitive everywhere. And so there's like an elasticity, a price elasticity there. You, you've hit the ceiling. And so you have to look elsewhere. It's no longer as effective as it used to be, which I'm a fan of because it, it allows you, forces you, makes you be more creative in your approach versus just parking it in the, the digitally native channels. So I'd say for me, the question you asked was anything else I've learned is, one, nothing ever stays the same. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's a rapid acceleration of change right now. Keeps me interested, keeps me up at night, keeps me fresh, whatever you want to call it. But the second piece is don't be afraid. In my opinion, uh, it's easy to say from the agent's perspective. I'm not going to be too naive to say this, but I love being the first person to get into something new. It is honestly what still energizes me. And so I am constantly pushing as hard as I possibly can in good taste to find something that's new and or creative and or different at all times. And it has only afforded me and, and, and treated me well over the years. It certainly will be that push. I, I know Google and Amazon and Meta and TikTok. Those are the easy ones, in my opinion. It's that next thing that's out there. A funny, interesting fact for you. First 30 brands to post on threads versus to post on X. The brands on threads got about an 8x increase in engagement when compared to X. Hmm. I don't know if it's good or bad. It's only 30 brands. They're smaller in size. Interesting enough for me to read the article. Interesting enough for me to say, hmm, maybe there's something there. 
That just happened today. I love that. I love that about the industry. I love that we can constantly seek new opportunities. So for me, that's something I, hmm. I will never stop doing and I would urge everyone else to do the same. Yeah, I, I think some excellent points in, in one way we're saying stop doing too much shit. And the other hand, we're saying try new shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Instagram and Facebook had their had their heyday of the last decade and, and they've dominated share. If you look at the percentage of inventory they're selling versus any other medium, it's high. Instagram quickly went from meta, whatever, went from 7 billion to 15 billion, is probably over 25 billion at this point. I think Google's rate of occupancy on all their channels were around 78% or 75%, 70%. So they can't sell all their inventory. I do think that's potentially a buying opportunity, especially in, in programmatic digital. But outside of that, I do think there are some home run categories. Direct mail continues to come up on the show. Connected TV, of course. But I think yeah. quickly that, I mean, the cost is astronomical. Out of home experiential, you know, I call them NBD moments. How can you take a percent of budget and do some NBD things that are going to stretch people's minds, stretch the not only product differentiating that hopefully your clients have, but the campaign differentiation, not only from a creative standpoint, but from an execution and, and media standpoint. So, I mean, yeah, I, so many great, great points. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And yeah, I, I actually put it once. It's funny you mentioned NBDs. I put a presentation together at an agency before that was just titled NBDs. Yeah. And it was literally just a list of things we thought were cool and different and we tried and failed at or succeeded at. didn't matter. I, I just think the more as creative professionals in this industry, we can convince our clients, convince the people we work with that brand matters. And I'm not talking like 80s Cola Wars, like brand Super Bowl spots, <laughs> but like ultimately doing brand stuff that's hard to measure works and matters. And we've been in such a decade of performance marketing. And of course, performance marketing is still a big piece to, to the puzzle. But the more you can put together things that help the brand and getting CFOs and CEOs and people bought in that that takes time. It takes artistic ability. It takes, it takes a team um, and commitment. That's where it's at. And that's where ultimately brands like Carhartt you've worked with and, and British Airways you've worked with. Like that's that to me, brands like Virgin who I've worked with and Wynn Resorts and Disney, sure. that, that's what matters. It's just hard. So I don't know any other, I, we're on the soapbox here. Any, anything else? No, I, I, I think that sums it up right, man. I, I, again, for me, it's, it's, it's certainly a journey. It's a, it's a combination of all the things working together, trying to, trying to have some sort of orchestration of all of the up moving pieces it's easy to park it in the performance channels that's easy of course but i can tell you you end up you end up just talking to yourself in the, the day so you gotta you gotta be able to get out there you gotta be able to expand you get you have to be able to have a, a creative bone in your body to, to have something to say you know, major minor moments there's all these little social moments that pop up don't know if you know this there's a solar eclipse this year I'm sure brands are gonna be glowing onto that as well but Oh, you do it right, cool. do it creatively, probably something that's going to happen there. So always push yourself to be creative. I, I, it's certainly something that keeps me going after all this time. We have a quote digital guy talking about solar eclipse, direct mail, and billboards. So, you know, screw you, everybody. There's <laughs> brand creativity is back. Man, that was awesome. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks, Nick. Drebecki for coming on from uh, January Digital for joining us. Again, if you want to contact Nick, his LinkedIn profile is going to be in our show notes and JanuaryDigital.com. Rebrand Pod's the place to go. This is where we're going to have all the stuff. Subscribe if you're on Apple or if you're on Spotify. My main KPI is, is subscribers. That means we're building a marketing community. So if you like where you hear, this is a podcast you can pop in and out, get some insights. Mostly for us marketing people, as we know, it's, it's probably 
mainly confidence that we're going the right way and we're trusting our gut as good marketing people and giving us the data and and giving us other community members to share why we're moving our brands the right directions. Of course, I'm on social media. Find me anywhere. Just at Scott Harkey, LinkedIn and Instagram, probably the main ones, but I'm everywhere. You can find me. That's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 